What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Corner Post. As always, I'm Sebastian Quinn here, joined by Danny Rostevsky. What's up? And back from the dead, it's Oliver Alex Wagner. Hello, everybody. So, Ollie, good to have you back on for Match Day 27, a uh, pretty exciting round, but we are recording on Valentine's Day. So, for all the single ladies out there, you can hit me up on Twitter. That's <laughs> at Seb underscore Queen. You can see we all have dates. Yeah. So, here. <laughs> uh, you can get Dan on Instagram. At Dan Rostevsky. And DM Ollie me. on Instagram. DM me, please. <laughs> and Ollie on Instagram as well. At Ollie Alex Wagner. And so, we all hope you're having a lovely Valentine's Day with your loved ones, but more importantly, with the Champions League. Uh, but we do have to look back at match day 27 and we'll kick off with a a fairly one-sided North London derby Spurs 1 Arsenal nil a, a North London derby with significant implications on the top four was dominated by Spurs at least in my opinion Harry Kane with a towering header to give Spurs bragging rights in North London Arsenal simply not up to the task defense in shambles and somehow check having a having a pretty good game in my opinion it's pretty decent to be honest yeah I mean a fair, a fair few good second know, off good saves first off. yeah why is that works he kept there was one incident where he just literally passed it to the striker mm-hmm. not Kane I think it was Ali and Ali just missed I saw Kane. that yeah yeah, yeah yeah. I was just like I was poor yeah what was that he did that a few times mm-hmm. it's weird risky passes yeah but he made up for it like he's, his handling is good yeah he's back play like playing as a sweeper keeper is Can't useless yeah. Again, I told he's an old school keeper he's just ha- handling I've always said but Arsenal's like back back line keeper defensive line they're not ball players no and they're trying to play ball playing football from the back and they just yeah. can't do it yeah he's definitely one of the uh, kind of the old guard in terms of goalkeeping like he's no Edison and you know it was crazy Edison we'll get to the game later but against Man City there's, there's no guarantee with him anymore no, no you know, exactly you don't know what's coming I mean we were discussing over the last few weeks that uh, there are there have been a lot of calls for, for Czech to be replaced by someone but could you see anyone in particular filling in in Arsenal I know Jan Oblak has Oblak been is one somewhat linked but he's 24 of course Oblak he's, he's probably the best choice he's young he's got a good future ahead of him mm-hmm. strong performer he's 24 bro he's 24 he'll cost a lot of money though yeah it'll be, it'll be worth it it's a good investment you got him yeah. he's 24 now if you put I'd say it's definitely worth the money because you have him till he's about 24 sorry 34 35 yeah. onwards was it a um, was it simply check rising to the occasion or could this be like a kind of a second wind in his career because I mean he's had a pretty shocking run of performance I see him just pretty much sitting Mm-hmm. Uh, as as he was prior to this game for us this season, we yeah. would be impressing anyone majorly. Mm-hmm. He was bought on a. He was. You got to remember when Chelsea let him go because he wasn't up to their standards anymore, yeah. and Arsenal were trying to be at the level of Chelsea, if not above. Mm-hmm. So you can't be buying people that aren't up to their standard if you're trying to play as a squad up to someone's standard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, to be fair, like I mean, they, yeah, they, they did, did bring in Courtois. Yeah, he's like yeah, yeah. another step above. That's the thing. Yeah, Chelsea that just shows you what they're doing. So if you're trying mm-hmm. to do what they're doing and yeah. be in that league, yeah. you've got to do what they're doing too. But Chelsea, then, Chelsea wouldn't let go of Czech if they didn't, if they didn't need him. Yeah. So but then like, how many world-class keepers in the stratosphere of Courtois? What this De Gea, Courtois, Oblak, Neuer, or, or, I'd mm-hmm. say Neuer's probably a level yeah, ahead of them. Even Czech, I would have got someone who at the time was maybe just worse than Czech yeah. but now it would be a lot better yeah someone younger do you know what I mean yeah yeah fair enough I mean like, I think well, the, English, the English keeper who's that young Butlin yeah or, even um, someone like him Tom Heaton at yeah. a, mm. Burnley see like well. at the time you might have suffered which you did anyway for mm. a few years but now he'd be coming to his peak and you wouldn't have to worry about see, this, the whole sitch I think they were going for a quick fix yeah. and they probably yeah. gonna think alright Czech two years Yeah. once he's basically bottom of the barrel keeper find like someone like Don Amura from AC Milan who's like it's like 19 or something oh, he's like 12 mm. I'll black <laughs> as well. they're like, they're gonna, how are they going to get him to come across? It's going to be hard. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, if Wenger's willing to spend the money, then... Wenger's yeah. the reason I wouldn't go, though. If yeah. I was a player, he's, if he left, I'd go. If he yeah. stayed, I wouldn't. I feel True. a lot of people would be hesitant to see whether he signs a new deal or not after the coming next two years. Mm. When's, when's your contract? Mm, end of next season. Damn. So, yeah, this is the first first season of a two-year deal. Mm. Um, but back to the game. I feel like... I think we can all agree it probably could have easily been more if Czech wasn't... Mm. Um, didn't, you know, have a good game or if he was playing the same way he was... Or he has been way, over the past few a years. A bumming was a bit, a bit dim. Mm-hmm. As soon as like, that came on, yeah, man, like two or three chances that could have easily been goals. Yeah, yeah, no. but the thing is, that was also the fact that it was the last ten minutes, and you go for the push. Yeah, mm. like if Aubameyang had that structure behind him the whole game mm-hmm. of just going for the push. Yeah, I could have done something. They sat back. Yeah, and then like as that came on, I mean, Aubameyang was still on when Lacazette was on, wasn't he? Yeah, they, they played, played Aubameyang on yeah. the wing, which was an interesting, interesting choice. Yeah. I think he definitely kind of pushed him outside the game. He's he's definitely a striker. He shows you though when he goes out to the wing, it drags people out mm. for space yeah because if you have pace on the wing they're worried about it so they stick tight to you yeah they can't let you go anywhere mm. well Lacazette did miss that um did miss two chances towards the end that 90th minute 92nd minute um mm. really just lacking confidence altogether but it's just just recently announced that he's uh been sidelined for 46 weeks with a knee injury so kind of a I'm hoping a blessing disguise for us did he have sake. surgery mm? no no yeah what's coming in the next few days Damn. I assume um, but yeah, so kind of a blessing in disguise for Arsenal, I would hope. So now Wenger doesn't have to worry about picking which one or, you know, incorporating uh, Lacazette into the team. But I mean, that's got to be such a bummer for him considering, you know, no confidence. You've been replaced by Aubameyang. Now you're out for 46 mm. weeks. You know, there goes your World Cup dream, really. This is the thing. Like he was, when he came on, he was threatening, but it's like he hasn't been in that position to score. I don't know how many games because he's just lacking the the confidence. So when he was yeah. in that position, it's like, oh man, new spot. Everything was like new to him. Missed mm. it. Now that he's injured, yeah. man, uh, it'll be tough to come back. When he was at Lyon as well, he used to get balls lobbed over the defensive line. Yeah. He would start at halfway and have all the back room to run into on, on a counter. Yeah. Arsenal bring the ball up, try and put a small ball through mm. where the gap between the line of defence and the keeper is about 10 metres. Yeah. Mm. He used to have about 50 and he's, he's, he's quick in behind striker. Yeah. He's not like he's not going to shove you out of the way, do a quick turn. He's just going to run in behind. He's like the old school, like Michael Owen, get over under behind, just yeah. ping a top right. It's old school counter attacking striker. Yeah. It's like, like long ball over the top, just go, just run for it. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, they have a lot of options there. I think they should have kept someone like Giroud because Aubameyang, Awebi, Welbeck, yeah, not like is that they all they're all like a similar style. Mm. Also like injury prone, pacey, pacey, quick and like direct. Giroud mm. could like hold it up, lay it off to one of them or something. But yeah. he needed to go as part of the deal, otherwise, yeah. Go yeah. I hope Aubameyang doesn't see, see this injury and think to himself, oh, "I'll kick back now." Yeah, because it was good. Like like they were both competing for first spot. Mm. So I mean, if he just sits there and says, oh, it will chill for a bit, gets a bit complacent. That, yeah. that, that, that'll cost him and Arsenal yeah I think Aubameyang's nature will hopefully you know the whole swagger and everything that we spoke about last week hopefully that will translate and he'll mm. just continue performing uh, with what he's been doing so far but to be fair uh, who, was, who was his competition at uh, uh, Borussia that would have been like Immobile before Immobile, that yeah. and Ramos Immobile's actually pretty good yeah I mean yeah it's but still like it's he would, he would have known himself I'm number one in yeah. this team regardless and he still performed so mm. he shouldn't get complacent I'd say no, well fingers crossed at least for Arsenal fans but uh, Spurs now sitting fifth but just one point behind Chelsea, behind Chelsea in fourth uh, two off Liverpool in third the race for second now completely wide open it is so tight outside of Man City at the top can Spurs now crack the top four we were talking about last week Dan hmm. that you know this, this three run of games would have been crucial for how their season plays out yeah. and they've come away with two wins and a draw so surely it's got to be good signs for them I'd say Liverpool's probably the best option mm-hmm. for third 
Um, Who drops out of the top four then for you? You got City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. Can't go past Chelsea, man. Yeah, the form they're in now. Mm-hmm. I mean, then again, knowing Chelsea, it's it's it- tough. They just cleaned up. They'll, they'll come back. Yeah. I feel like the first game when you replay with them because he has played. They, yeah. they did horribly. Yeah. But they like if you saw how we linked up with Hazard. Yeah. Bro, that was lit, man. Yeah, yeah. it was great. We will get to it later, but it was yeah. definitely a um, it was a great performance. It's, it's too it's, okay, it's too close to call to be honest for like second and third. Yeah. It's definitely Liverpool and the two Manchester's. Mm-hmm. And for me anyway, and it's just Tottenham or Chelsea. Yeah. Mm. On um, on current form. Yeah, I think they'll say the same. I mean, Liverpool, like, I can't see them slowing down anytime soon. Chelsea, I feel like, would be the best chance considering they've been, like, kind of stumbling here and there. Yeah. Like, you know, two, lost to Bournemouth and then uh, stumbling at Watford. And, I mean, they you know, they took care of business against West Brom, but who knows what's going to happen West in the coming weeks. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, still a um, bit of a strange run, but as a North London derby, kind of disappointed that Arsenal didn't step up to the plate in such a big game you know this was meant to be a turnaround kind especially of especially at their Arsenal. home ground Wembley yeah exactly <laughs> so, so I mean I don't know how do we feel about that in terms of just Arsenal you know new signings first big game you know dispatched of Everton fairly easily but just you know lifeless almost Mkhitaryan was a bit, bit quiet as well yeah he wasn't there Ozil was quiet as well the thing is right, what's the what's the constant denominator between everything Ringo. Yeah. It's the only thing left. Like no, people, the only thing they can try to convince me that it's not Wenger now is buying a really just top, top quality CDM. Yeah. Because like, Mustafa is a World Cup winner. Yeah. Kishoni can play football. Bellerin, mm. meh. Monreal, yeah. good, right? Yeah. I know they need another centre back, like a really commanding one. Yeah. But they need a CDM who's just like. Someone can dictate the midfield. Yeah, like a Cruz. Yeah. Obviously, you can't, not that level, but you've got to try and find like. Um, even man knew like Schneiderlin or something yeah like, or Matic was like good Matic, for them Matic yeah who's that Strootman yeah Strootman like who that. we were linked to ages ago yeah, as well yeah something man mm. like a big player say Busquets is available yeah, yeah I'll take it actually yeah. that wouldn't be bad yeah he's the still style of play wise that yeah. would be amazing yeah he'd be he's, he's the one that would like he'll take it off the defenders mm. quick little turn temper and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. and he'll play at his pace and he'll just ping it off to left right because they have the players to look for yeah. like he had at Barca I think obviously not of that caliber but still he'll find anyone there I think it is time for Xhaka to step down as well like he's I mean you got a bit of faith in him as well but like he's just been it's just been so hard watching him play and just being dispossessed constantly and he was overhyped when he came in I was like yeah. it was good where he came from mm, yeah. but less pressure I guess less media attention it's yeah when you're in Germany there's two big teams outside of that mm. not much else but anyway just to round up Arsenal now 11 points off Manchester United in second 7 points off Spurs in fifth um, quick just quick round do they make up that ground can they at least catch Spurs 7 points another what 12 no 11 what's games that, what's remaining. that date yeah. St. Tottering would say yeah that's yeah I think that's long I think gone. it's done yeah mm. true yeah. true Dan to be honest that's agree. alright well we'll move Tottenham's on just too, like, they're just too clean right now yeah I mean they just if you just if you beat them this weekend yeah mm. but like they just showed that yeah. they're and not gonna slow down 7 points is a lot to make up in 11 games too but Spurs have to pretty much lose those 2 games and I, don't, I can't see them losing mm. yeah I'll uh, move on to more disappointment. Uh, this time, Newcastle won Manchester United nil. Alexis Sanchez's United career continues to stumble as the two come away with a 1-0 win at St. James's Park. Sanchez uh, had a good chance to score. Mm, yeah. Hesitated. Yeah, yeah, hesitated, dummied, and then went straight into the defender. Square X, man. Don't press Square X there. Yeah, just got to hit it. <laughs> for, for those who use alternate. Yeah. <laughs> if you're playing on, on your own classic, then yeah, it's a, you know, got to accommodate for the left wing uh, FIFA users, Dan. <laughs> anyway, it was, um, you know, that's 
sort of thing, does that pl- is that a confidence or is that a just Sanchez as a person? Two games, bro. Yeah. No, but just that that one incident of like, yeah. like how many times would you as any play, any player in front of goal like kind of dummy the shot and because he was wide open. Mm. I thought he just. I think he might have thought he had more more time than he did. Yeah, I think it was a miscalculation yeah, on his just, behalf. Was like he didn't. He was judging it based on where the keeper was, mm-hmm. but in the end, the block was a defender. Yeah, so he was yeah. like, the keeper's there. He's, I've gone past him. I can touch it and shoot. He didn't realize that coming back so closely was a centre back. Yeah, so that's yeah. yeah. You do see this a lot when he was at Arsenal. Like so many just you know faking Extra the touches, kick and just yeah. yeah just unnecessary kind of overthinking it. Yeah, um, when he's just almost it's not it's trying to do too much almost. I think the well. fact that he moved to me and you that yeah. incident there has just been. High up as well it's like oh my oh, god yeah. and what a miss from the perfect signing hmm. if it happened at Arsenal probably four or five times you'd think ah oh, yeah he'll be fine yeah no definitely yeah, that's true. It's under, he's under a lot of screening playing for Jose Mourinho of course and mm. um, United you know meant to be you know what kind of puts them over the top and you know they're not going to catch City obviously but yeah. you know he's meant to be their lord and saviour but uh, speaking of lords and saviours Matt Ritchie uh, scoring the winner for Newcastle United with so many chances a fair few fell to Anthony Martial which I feel like this could be crucial for him in terms of playing time for yeah. United you know there was a few misses there which Mourinho you already know you miss one or two it's Mourinho's going to be just coming down on you like you know white on rice so mm. um, you know we were speaking Dan how this was kind of Martial I, I think you should be starting but Mourinho probably thinking the same thing Martial maybe spoke to him like oh you know I should be starting these games mm. came out with a performance like that didn't finish anything you know how does that look in the eyes of you know the manager it would look worse if Sanchez uh, didn't play so badly too. yeah mm. So all the attention I can out. see him definitely changing the formate, other players and formation Did Rashford come on I didn't even mm-hmm. see the I think Rashford uh, I like Rashford he's yeah. been rotating uh, their teams constantly Dan. Um, I don't think he came on there no so sometimes it hurts to have too good at squad depth because hmm. yeah. the, the team just crumbles and they go oh, well, we want to play we're all good enough they are all good enough but you can only put 11 people on and it's like some players need rhythm to like a few games to get into like mm-hmm. their own rhythm if you put six attackers on your defense offers yeah. you're yeah. going to find the perfect balance City have got it yeah. you know, mm. like Bernardo Silva's come in like when you're Bernardo Silva and you're on the, on the up and rise and you've got David Silva who's like a veteran you know like you don't don't expect to start but when you're yeah. Rashford Martial mm. Lingard you're all the same age you're all the same stage you're all the same level of experience you all think oh, I should be starting yeah. I yeah. should be on whereas the way City do it they integrate young players make them old integrate new players yeah. it's not like random peaking players at like time. McTominay it's coming out of nowhere mm. Pep's are very cal- like he calculates what he's going to do he doesn't just go talent in he goes I feel like he's a better man manager mm. like yeah. people go up to you like Sterling right he'll get Sterling see what De Bruyne can offer to Sterling and go Sterling plays like this this is what you need to do when you see him yeah. whereas Mourinho would just go Sterling you play here De Bruyne you play here do, do what you do and make, make it, work. it work it doesn't mm. like think about the ins and outs of like the connection yeah. I don't know just it doesn't doesn't work. I think it makes sense. I mean, he took off um, Pogba in the 66th minute, and then when asked about it in the post game interview, he said that it was more of a you know he wanted Car- and brought Carrick on of all players, mm. and Mourinho said that he wanted Carrick to play the more simple ball as opposed to Pogba, you know, trying to do mm. everything. But I mean, it's a bit their their relationship right now is like so rock. You know, dropped last week in favor of Scott McTominay. <laughs> you know, now subbed off halfway against against Newcastle. You know, you you figured a game like this where you're down one nil, one goal, it's really nothing. Mm. Like surely Pogba's a the kind of player you want on the field I think that should give him more of a attacking role see how he performs there because at the moment he's playing defensive midfield if not I'd love to see him just centre midfield yeah yeah. push him up a little bit higher and see how that changes the dynamic put him cam if you have to yeah Yeah. give him a go man he's he's a freak like that I mean give him less running 
because obviously he's running back and forth box to box try yeah. him as a cam and see how that changes the team yeah I think if he had a similar role as to how he was at Juventus it'd be a lot different story freedom yeah, how, yeah. yeah so far um, but we'll move on to Liverpool 2 Liverpool juniors nil uh, the Southampton side just in case no one got the joke um, your Southampton falling victim of another Mo Salah masterclass on Virgil van Dijk's return to return to the St. Mary's Stadium Liverpool capitalising on a defensive error from Wesley Hoot who literally did the same thing as Dejan Lovren last week and just miskicked the ball ball went underneath him got in between finished nicely but then Firmino then setting up Salah for his for his goal sorry Firmino was one who got that first one just to clarify hmm. Salah then going through off a crazy flick like just that an was, absurd so assist um, and don't I don't, do not know how he saw that to get through the goal to get through all the defence let alone hmm. score the goal uh, so a very solid 2-0 win for Liverpool as expected Southampton kind of stumbling after you know a little bit of a turnaround last week yeah good to actually see Liverpool get a clean sheet because usually they win but it's shaky at the back mm-hmm. I'd rather see them win 2-0 than 4-1 and away clean sheet is pretty three. vital yeah. yeah they always concede when they're away but like that's shows them they might be learning with Van Dijk structuring things around him better yeah Cleaning, cleaning up the back letting the front do the thing because yeah. the, the only front, thing is the front you let, three are freakish man you let the front do the thing you let the back do the thing if Chan goes or something like that which yeah. is I think a deal already looks like it yeah. what, mm. they're going to have to try and do the middle again that's the thing yeah. City that's just not a question you know what I mean like there's no like areas that are going to pop up like there's always someone who can go in yeah it's just I don't know. I mean, that's, the, the, that's the difference this year. It's the a good city. side of having squad depth yeah. as opposed to the bad side of squad depth, yeah. which is, you know, kind of your Arsenal's and Manchester United's. Mm. So, and even to an extent, Chelsea, I suppose. Mm. You know, playing both, because um, we'll get to the game later, but Giroud started, Morata came off the bench. So, you got two very similar players mm. that you're going to have to deal with. But um, just quickly back to Liverpool. Salah now bringing his tally to 22 for the season and just, you know, continues to keep getting better and better. But got to, got to pose a question to you. This was on the Many Blazers podcast uh, that I was listening to today. Would you rather take Salah, Harry Kane or Sergio Aguero as your starting striker if you're creating a team and why? That's a, that's a very okay, big, do I, big do question. Do I incorporate how long they're going to be there for? Or is so it just like, what do I think right is now, the best? Right? I, I think it's right now. Once okay, it, bro, yeah. If I'm honest... It depends take, on the team I'll, I'm with. I'll take, I'll take Sergio Aguero. Mm-hmm. Depending on, but make your own play style. You know, explain your play style to the listeners. You know, and how you. Okay, I'm. It. I'm a. So Ollie, yeah. I wouldn't pick Kane. I'd pick if I can. If I can pick Salah, mm-hmm. I'd pick a striker that can work with him. Right. Like if I'm creating a dream team with Salah, with one of them had to be in it. Yep. It would be probably Salah on the right. Man, find a tall striker like Lewandowski in the center. Mm-hmm. But Aguero is hard to look by. And I mean, I put Aguero in every day of the week. Yeah. Think about this, right? What they what Salah and Kane are doing, Aguero's done for eight years almost. Yeah. Just in and out, only based on consistency on on current form. Kane's really good. Salah's really good. Aguero's really good. So you're gonna get it good anyway. But just based on I know in and out. Yeah. Every single game, it's a pure threat. It's like a tough I've seen, I've seen Kane even the, the type of place to high play as well is like where is like a passer in and out can link with yeah. people coming through Salah can do that as well Kane's not my style of striker nah. he's my style yeah he's your style absolutely Hold my style because yeah. like Kane if he's not having a good game won't mm. impact the game if he's not scoring he won't impact the game yeah. whereas Aguero if he's not scoring he'll play balls through for someone else he'll drop deeper he'll drop deeper yeah. as well. hmm. Kane's like on to be the person shooting yeah. Aguero is that person but he doesn't have to be yeah. he's more versatile Kane's like a very you yeah. are the last target man it's a hard, it's a hard question to ask because like if you were to give me a t- Team, and you're told, all right, there's the three people you can sign. Who would you sign? I'd probably be able to answer that way yeah. based on the team I've got. But it's quite open ended. 
mm. where at mm. the start of FIFA come have to decide who's got the better side mm. anyway but um considering i mean if salah continues on the trajectory that he's playing at which is i mean right now on another level mm. i mean how, how well and assuming he stays next season too how do liverpool fare then like where i mean do they top two i can see them doing second yeah. second place should they right. continue the form so like Neither. get a goal a game yeah Oh, I wish Emrachian was staying. I don't know what the guy was. Mm, they've essentially confirmed it, but they can't. They, you know, they can't they, there's not going to be a photo of him holding the jersey yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's almost done. They can replace someone like him in the middle because for me, Henderson, Van Adam's yeah. pretty. Actually, Van Adam's pretty decent. Van Adam's good. Henderson, I do not rate one bit. No. Yeah. Chan went for free, so they got no money on that one. So yeah, they're imagine have to if find they got someone. like Hamshik or something. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Imagine this, they're sending me so like nice. a commanding. Oh. He'd be good. He's quite attacking. I'd rather him plus. Yeah, like a hold If you had Von Eldum, he's, he's Von Eldum and Hamshik. Him and Hamshik yeah. with someone just behind them. Yeah, would be perfect. Yeah, it'd be yeah. good. Just drop with Jordan Henderson altogether. It's funny how Henderson was kind of seen as like Steven Gerrard's successor. Yeah, and just I mean similar play style, just hmm. but no, like in in this day and age, bro, you can't you can't get away with just like that basic simplistic football. Yeah, hmm. those players are getting just weeded out, and you see who who are the stars now. Yeah, I just see players and just the guys who just show up. Hmm. I just see Henderson as Michael Carrick two like sideways balls. Back, mm, back to yeah. keeper it's boring nothing spectacular so yeah, uh, um, there was also it's actually a half decent game from Loris Karius um, is there any is there still hope for him at Liverpool I mean you know I feel like if anyone's going to go Mignolet is going to be the one to leave Karius is going to be the one to I stay think Klopp's sort of slowly bringing him in now yeah. he's played how many games mm, I think that's trot? three or four in a row yeah now. he's definitely bringing him in mm-hmm. he sees something that he likes Yeah, I'd say Karius is going to be here for a decent amount of time mm-hmm. should he get rid of Mignolet I could see him either getting a new first team keeper yeah or maybe just another young kid mm-hmm. just to basically be back up and just sticking with Karius yeah I would rather he get a better first first keeper though yeah because Karius has these moments I think realistically considering the money that Liverpool had this off season from the well from the season rather after losing Coutinho and everything and the fact that they didn't buy anyone after that you know sure not as much time as um, the whole off season but at the same time surely you know it's an area you need to address yeah and like, and you didn't actively address it, so it looks like he's leaning towards keeping Karius as their full-time keeper. So, it wouldn't surprise me if Klopp kept him for mm-hmm. the next season and just decided to buy someone else. Yeah, but then again, I'd look for a keeper as well. Yeah, um, just to round out now, Liverpool two points off second place in Chelsea. Uh, sorry, two points off United in second place, but Chelsea hot on their heels in fourth. All right, so we'll move on to Manchester City 5, Leicester City 1. Just a few wags. Uh, Sergio Aguero having a field day against the Foxes, banging in four goals with relative ease, while Kevin De Bruyne picked up a hat-trick of assists, just absolute quality on his part. Uh, Sterling, after missing the after missing the Sidox from last week, uh, getting a goal to score the opener. That's absolutely huge for him to get that monkey off his back. Just the confidence must be huge for him, you know, after missing such a crucial chance for them last week to turn it around immediately I reckon he would have gone home after that miss and thought I'm not even bothered yeah he knows he's going to score another one yeah, he, knows, he knows his own skills his own capabilities he's like oh. trust from the manager exactly well. yeah. yeah he knows he knows, he knows Pep, Pep trusts me I'll be back I'll be back in the squad is there a time to him. miss a sit-out when you're 13 points clear <laughs> <laughs> he would have thought nah, we'll score five next yeah. week yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah it's absolutely reassuring but uh, Riyad Mahrez is watching in the stands kind of you must feel smug you know looking at a team that you're going to join that you know that I mean Man City I mean, Leicester wanted a bit too much money for him but it was his first game back after being dropped to clear his mind in quotes uh, but you know surely he's got to be feeling smug watching his team get smashed by City mm. I've seen him leaving in August yeah guaranteed Can't is he hang- meant to be going to City though he was linked to them I think he was heavily linked to them it was linked oh, to Liverpool first Liverpool at the start yeah. City at the end of the yeah. window but Leicester wanted 90 million for him so City <laughs> were like yeah. that's something Bar- I think Barca would take that 
Mm-hmm. I could see him go. I could see him going to Barca for that money. Mares. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's a Barca level player to be honest oh, easily I don't know he's yeah. a bit weak and small but I just no Iniesta even weaker yeah, even smaller he's pure class like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Continue taking Iniesta's spot Mar- under the Barca system he's done it for two years yeah. as well. under it's the Barca like- system bro I reckon Maris can, can just uh, he, can, he can just star there hmm. uh, it's a tough one he has the takers I think against in against the La Liga competition too he could shine but yeah. he could also be it's a, not as tough that, that league as well so yeah it could be a situation of a good player playing in a great team against a crap league um, yeah. that makes him look even better like even yeah. even Art Dembele yeah even yeah. Dembele there has been like you know doing relatively well oh, outside Usman. injuries um, yeah. which sucks but you know that's how it is but you know he was doing relatively well but you know when you're playing against guys who you know probably could be playing in the A league as well um, then you know kind of says a lot about now you're too. being generous, mate. So, <laughs> but yeah, so now the leading goal scorers for the league, Kane on 23, Salah 22, Aguero 21. It probably one of the more you know hotly contested Golden Boots race of the past few seasons, at least. You know, the I mean, Kane, these three are going to be there for a long time coming as well, yeah. which is kind of reassuring from the Premier League's perspective. City, after a brief dip in form, back to their best. Some slight concerns given the injuries, but uh, this kind of win, especially like such a comprehensive win, will definitely pull up their spirits, mm. I'm sure. Uh, we'll move on to uh, Chelsea 3, West Brom nil. We did speak about it earlier, but Chelsea bouncing back after a disappointing loss against Watford last week with a comfortable win against West Bromwich Albion. Giroud getting the start and an assist in the win, but Hazard grabbing a double to get the Blues across the line. Giroud with the assist, holding up Higazi before playing the ball. A soft one too to Hazard. Definitely the way he was playing at Arsenal but definitely more effective in this kind of system I think he did he did his job yeah. and his role that was required perfectly there mm-hmm. hold Come up denominator finger gone yeah. there you go there you go but honestly man just a free he just looks better he looks more happy yeah you could True. see this at Arsenal you could see this in him yeah. and it was a very basic like you know he held the ball up left it off but I was saying earlier that you know he did, in Arsenal he didn't have those plays making those runs in between players it was get the ball hold up and then pass it back to the players whereas this one was get the ball hold up and then like a soft layer for Hazard yeah. and just smashed it home yeah. so I mean, it's it more, Hazard, more of, as well. Hazard can make you look very very good yeah. you know what I mean like True. The way he, but he had, he had Sanchez on his left as yeah. well hmm. but then again it's like uh, Chelsea have the more forward type play hmm. where he'll have to hold up and lay forward yeah. or maybe lay off forget another forward pass whereas Arsenal was like hold up lay it off alright we'll go back and start again yeah and just general movement I too feel like Chelsea you know everyone in that system is constantly moving like if you like make a run nothing yeah. like that go back through make another run and the way you see mm. it is it was him he had Sanchez Ozil and probably Awobi. Yeah, Ozil would have sat back Sanchez would have run mm-hmm. Awobi probably would have sat there yeah. he's got Pedro Willian Hazard yeah. he's got players yeah. everywhere yeah. to look for Moses. options Moses yeah. as well. Oh, shout out to Moses, by the way. Been huge. He's, yeah. looking, he, he's looking now mm-hmm. like top three right wing backs in the world for me. Yeah, he, yeah, he was he was sitting there thinking to himself, man, what, what, what am I doing now? Yeah, yeah. Conte, Conte, that just shows you a bit of faith from a manager. Yeah. Conte comes in, he's like, I got a spot for you. Mm-hmm. Throw at the back. You're my right, my right wing back. He was on form yeah. start of the season. He's mm-hmm. kept it. He scored a well. mad goal in that game as well. He did. Yeah, yeah. A really yeah. nice like Tekka's goal. Un- under Conte is like like training. Styles, styles yeah. can ruin yeah. players. You know, yeah. what I mean? that's good. why I think the top players, like the players who were like literally the Ronaldo's, it's cliche, but like them. Yeah. Any manager, any style, they just they they're, they're unstoppable. Yeah, I think like Ferguson, he worked. Madrid, he worked. Mm-hmm. Put him in any team, he work. Messi, same thing. Just yeah. The way they play, it's just like the whole next. They're the ones that like work anywhere. Than the yeah. ones that just work specifically with others. Yeah, like yeah. Sterling, you can see, right? Yeah. Sterling works under like the forward press. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a quick, quick counter attack. It's just. 
Yeah, it's crazy how Moses, his career has just completely turned around with this Conte signing because mm. he was, I mean, kind of dwindling, to be honest. Like, you know, kind of yeah. moaned out. Around a few teams, he was loaned out to Hull or something, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Stoke or something. Stoke, yeah. 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 Mm. I'm glad he's, he's becoming our foremost time to play really well because yeah. I was always a fan of him, like, on the right. Me too, I was like, actually, yeah. Mm. I liked I him at Liverpool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I wish so he finally, finally. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I just, you know, kind of feel bad for his hairline because that thing's just nasty anyway. But, you know, what can you do? You can't get it all. Um, but interesting, Murata. This game also saw the return of Murata to the um, to the side after being bent, after being sidelined rather uh, with a few injuries. But how does that dynamic work work now with Giroud? As I said earlier, they very very similar play styles. But you know, who starts? Who's your choice of starting? And then if so, you know, does the other one come off the bench you know, given the situation? Keep starting Giroud. Yeah. Um, should he dip in form? Put Murata on. Mm-hmm. And just, and just interchange it as to how they perform training throughout the week yeah. mentality game who they're versing maybe, maybe try both one day yeah I'll do one for the league one I think they'll do Champions League and Cup. I think what the, I think they might use Giroud for the league and Morata for the Champions League yeah. and all the Cups Mm. That's a fair split. Usually, if you get a split, usually if you choose someone for the league, you choose them for the Champions League too, because yeah. that's like the best striker. Yeah. But they're so even that it's like you can actually afford to split it even more. He knows Morata has always been in a few Champions Leagues himself. Mm. He's been to the final for some. He's been to semis for plenty. Yeah. Giroud, I don't think Giroud's seen a semi-final or a quarter in the Champions yeah. League. So Morata's it's like two FA Cups, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying Morata has the the composure yeah. when it comes to these big games in the Champions League. Mm. Plus a screamer against Manchester City in the Community Shield like a year ago. I shall, I shall, I shall leave. Good night, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's going to be a tough one. But I think given the fact that Man City is so far ahead as well, like they could almost throw away the league and just focus on Champions League and um, all the cups too and like play Morata in the Champions League and just go for it. Because um, yeah, they're not going to win the Premier League. I don't think anyone's going to see that. Mm. As long as they finish top four, which I think they can do with Giroud they leading def- the they line. They definitely should. Worst case scenario, bring Morata off the bench, then you know, it'd be an interesting dynamic for them. But Drew doing some research on this. Um, so total play time for this season is 460 minutes, and he's got four goals. So that works out to be roughly four goals in five games. And it's definitely the way he's played in this game was the best role, is his best role at any club. And I don't know, for me, like as an Arsenal fan, it's hard to see that you know, him do. I mean, it's only one game, but still, mm. you know, the way he played in this one in comparison to the way he was at Arsenal, because we were just so determined to just lob crosses in. It's like, yep, Drew get your head on it and when he didn't get his head to it it was like mm. oh well you're, you know, you're, you're, a crap co- you're a crap goal scorer so um, you know I'm happy for him because you know I was always I was always a fan you know kind of a bit of a dip early on but you know came around on him um, I, I know Oli you had a remember, huge prediction in, this I remember Zrud was, like, was like a crap transfer and I said nah watch next season it'll come good because yeah. I saw the, the flare and the flicks in him mm. literally mm-hmm. next season like 22 goals yeah. breakout season I think yeah he had like 15 in the league and like got, yeah. a, got a heaps in the, in the FA Cup too and, yeah. oh, well. that was before you went to America I think. Yeah, right before. No, this was high school. This was like, was these, yeah, I remember we're sitting in the library and you were like, oh, we're watching like Giroud highlights as you do. And, you know, yeah. as, as sad as it was um, in <laughs> year 12 high school days, you know, not studying and just watching football. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember you sitting next to me like, oh, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know about Giroud this season. And yeah, you told me like, oh no, he'll come good. So yeah. yeah. He, has a, he has that in him. He yeah. definitely he's has got that flair, in him. man. He's, a, he's got like, all soccer players have to have coordination but he's got that coordination where like it's kind of like behind him or something he'll just stick a leg up like Ibra and just yep. somehow just flick it somewhere yeah, I can if he was, if he was he, how tall is he 6'3 6'4 mm. I can if he was like 6 foot maybe 5'11 mm. or maybe even 6'1 he'd be 
one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah. Mm. No, it'd be interesting. But I don't know. I'm just happy to see him, you know, playing games, getting go- you know, getting assists rather, but also just looking as good as he always does. So no, I'm, I'm a fan of him. I want to score more. Yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Notable mention to Sturridge as well. Hmm? Injured in within the first five minutes. Yes. First touch of the ball. Actually, yeah. Good point, Dan. That was, um, I mean, appalling, appalling. you, you got to laugh at it. Like, you know, there's all the memes that came exactly. out of the Simpsons one with Abe Simpson walks in and walks straight back out. And <laughs> like, like, you can't catch a break, this kid. Just, you know, what do you do? Is he, like, do you go yeah, It literally was his first touch. Yeah. And he's done. I know. You made out of glass. Mm. Hit the bench. What did he get? What's his injury? Just pulled something. I'm not sure what the injury was. I can't remember what, what they said, but I just remember seeing first touch and he's down. Yeah. Does it, like, as, as Storage, if you were Storage, like, do you just give up on Premier League? Just go somewhere. Never, go never to China. Give up. Yeah. Never give up. I'd oh, say. Man. Give up. <laughs> well, okay, we'll flip it then. Do clubs give up on him? It's, like, it's, surely, it's so easy to give up surely on. Surely Liverpool are just like, screw this. We've loaned you out. Like we've had to, you're paying for rehabilitation, paying your wages, like just go somewhere else. That's the thing. It's so easy for a club to do that right now. Yeah. It's like, mate, what, what are we paying for right now? Mm. 50, 15 minutes in a game and we don't see for the season. Yeah. It's not worth the money. I can see Liverpool letting go of him. Mm. Him probably going to a championship team, finishing off there. Yeah. Maybe doing one more injury and then that's it for him. God. I was going to say probably one of those lower teams. I mean, even if it's a permanent deal to West Brom, to be honest. Like, West Brom, West Ham, someone. I just yeah. want, I want to see him in good form, mm. just pinging, pinging goals in. Yeah. And again, fight for that English English striker spot. Yeah. No, even no. on the bench or just behind Carrier or in front of Kane. Yeah. On the same same lineup, just I want to see him in the World Cup. Something's like, definitely wrong with his, his, his training protocols or his rehabilitation prehab anything hmm. he's, got, he's got to fix some that genetics as well your body could just be like that I mean there are, there are people that are injury prone but then again with the right training with the right protocols in rehab and yeah. prehab anyone that's injury prone can become perfectly fit yeah I don't know I think I can see him going you know permanent deal to one of the bottom league size but even then like as an Arsenal fan as well like you know we used to you know Ramsey broken leg Wilshere God knows how many injuries we're just as a you know as a fan of the club we're so used to injury prone players and the fact we took so many flies on them and then just to sell them later on you know Wilshere who knows if he's going to sign a new contract hopefully Walker's gone he hopefully he's I love Wilshere playing good for him he's a quality player he's the only person as well Mm. In the North London derby, just the, he just shirts and spirit. He t- yeah, and took yeah. a shot. Yeah, and the shot, if that wasn't blocked, it was gone. It was a rocket. Yeah, just, yeah. Everyone needs that mentality in yeah. that team. That, he's the only one that has the. Um, yeah, Wilshi was brought up in an era where players in the invincible team that had that fighting spirit. Yeah, sort of could teach him about how valuable or like mm. a win over Tottenham or something is you know yeah. what I mean now he has to be that player so he has to be that player but there's only one of him yeah and he's been injured and he's not been there last year so he's come back and they're like you gotta you gotta fill the sh- shoes and also show that you're worth being in the team again yeah mm. there's no one of like that old status at the club to be like demanding of players do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I don't know it's kind of disappointing yeah I mean Veng- Wenger is literally the only person who could do that yeah and it makes you think that rather than Wenger being the person who was who made the Invincible so strong it literally was just yeah a freak coincidence of having really good characters at, mm. at one one time yeah it's like, it's like a once in a generation yeah. time yeah well I mean the thing was you got the likes of Patrick Vieira before we go on too far of a tangent but you know yeah. you got the likes of Patrick Vieira who probably will beat someone up if they said Tottenham is better than Arsenal like Rick King Vieira yeah. rivalry when, exactly. where's that yeah. like, you never say that Again. It's not there. It's just Wilshi versus everyone. Mm. So haters going to hate. Anyway, uh, moving on to Merseyside, Everton three, Crystal Palace one. A comprehensive comeback win or bounce back win rather uh, for Sam Allardyce's side. Saw Gilfie Sigurdsson, Uman Yas, and Tom Davies uh, getting on the score sheet. The perfect response to the drubbing last week. But Christian Benteke right now cannot buy himself a goal. He's missed so many chances. 
kind of feel bad for him kind of don't at the same time you know you go to a huge club of Liverpool and he's just been not performing like you know the amount of chances he's had and to miss them the way he has is just so mm. disappointing but at the same time you just expect so much more of him mm. whenever I think of Benteke now as well there's a few weeks ago where uh, Crystal Palace won a penalty normally Luka Mijovojevic goes up to take it everyone's favourite Serbian and Benteke who hadn't scored in so long was like no 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 I'm going to take this one to you know win the game secure the points finally get a goal and then yeah missed it so I know after that I just I couldn't help but laugh to be I honest I should bring up a youth player hmm. under 21s under 23s yeah. one of the strikers there yeah. put him on put him on just let him build a good rhythm on yeah like surely at this point you gotta just give up on him like I don't think he pays enough attention to the details yeah he's not I mean, focused on the finer things of a striker he's missing yeah, yeah. especially at training because he had that chance and he had a header that went just wide and like that sort of thing like you know he just headed it too hard and just it's mm. rep- it's just training it's repetition it's mm. just getting the right position someone I can see that will do well in championship yeah actually yeah, I'd agree with that yeah. <laughs> put him in championship then again remember he's he has torn it up in the Premier League before yeah he's, well, a, hot, yeah. he's a hot and cold striker mm. His best is great. His his anything less than his best is not good enough. Yeah, well, I think put him in championship, get your rhythm back, get your form back, and some, and probably get re-signed by Palace again. Yeah. Maybe back to uh, Aston Villa, where he scored forty nine goals in one hundred and one games. I remember Aston did. Villa, him, Agbonglahor, mm-hmm. oh, the best golden days. Mm-hmm. Gosh, but yeah, and it was just from it was downhill from there. There's no no real other way to say. You know, went to Liverpool, and, and, and it wasn't because he was older or anything. It's no, just, he's just, still twenty seven, twenty eight. Like back then, he was like what twenty three, twenty four, uh, if not younger. 28 you reckon yeah. <laughs> honestly sign up or bring up or promote a youth kid yeah just let him get into some good form and then let him become mm-hmm. his own player yeah is there any coming back from it now like nah no. unless he goes to a championship team yeah then I don't see him doing well Palace themselves they're, they're, they're struggling yeah Wags. yeah I have to agree with Dan on that one yeah, yeah that, no. that was my original thought no fair enough uh, so Lika Milivojevic as we said everyone's favourite Serbian grabbing a consolation goal for Palace a soft penalty which um, probably didn't really need to be given it was a handball from Ashley Williams bit of a weird one because they had the kick and Williams' hand is right above his head and they kicked it into his hand I'm like what are you doing as a centre back having your hand that far above your head that's mm. the rule is it a so, natural spot gotta call it yeah complete just ridiculous what so flop. I just had to it was, I had to question it straight away I was like this is a weird one but um, 3-1 in the end how do we rate he didn't, he didn't pre- prepare for the unexpected yeah honestly you have to with yeah. your hand up there you prepare for it because it's going to hit it yeah like it's I mean, a kind of slacked over because his hand's there hmm. I mean but it was so close to the goal like the only option for uh, the palace player was to kick it upward if you if you kicked it low it would have gone straight into their feet so he had to get lift on it I think it's smart, mm. smart on palace's behalf yeah They've probably- so can you can you aim for people's arms when you're in the box if it's unnatural, then I'd mean? say, you know, yeah. If they're not. like, oh, shh. Shoot. Getting, you know, yeah. uh, scratching the head, got to eat or something, just kick it at the hand. Oh. If, you're, if you're that quick and that accurate, then... I mean, if it's, if it's, it. if it's down by their side, then I don't think... Yeah, by their side or across court. their chest, I think is fair. Um, by their side, running, like... Yeah, no, 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 like literally, like, tucked into their sides. Yeah, what Ivanovic what Ivanovic the situation does. when you're marking someone, you're, you're, what, you're doing this, you're trying to touch them, you're figuring out where everyone is. Yeah. Just do, just do what Ivanovic does hands behind the back yeah Koscielny does that no too yeah, but imagine trying to oh, yeah. that annoys me when I say yeah. that I mean it's smart but it's like hmm. it's the limitation of your movement yeah, yeah. Said, said like a true centre forward yeah, yeah. <laughs> true uh, so there was a great game with some centre forward goals in this one Huddersfield 4 Bournemouth 1 after a flailing December period, uh, it seems that Huddersfield have somewhat turned a corner, dispatching Bournemouth at home uh, at the expense of Australia's Aaron Moy, the Aussie, getting two assists, two pretty good assists in this yeah, game. Yeah, I saw that. Beautiful. Before I saw being, the second one, I think. Before being stretched off. So I think it was just for a, like a knee, a knee, like a laceration or something. Yeah, I think it was a major injury. It um, it, it did 
not look good. He posted a photo on Instagram after with it all stitched up yeah. and everything. And um, hopefully he can come back from this one. Put though. it this way. It's probably about two weeks or so for the injury to heal. Yeah. Thank God it's no muscular and bone or ligament injury because that would have been longer. Yeah. I, I mean, mean we need him in the walk-up. Yeah. Any deeper and it could have been We're serious. <laughs> I mean, if it's not him. without him. Yeah. <laughs> you to have faith, son. <laughs> if it's not Moy, then who the hell plays in our centre midfield? Like, what, oh. Mark Millian? I'd probably just say sign up Postacoglu. Yeah. <laughs> just put him, put him in. What a veteran. <laughs> yeah. oh. Yes. Imagine his fat <laughs> running around. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Pritchard Dan, as we spoke about last week there, 11 million pound record signing, getting on the score sheet, immediately repaying other funds. Steve Mounier, Van Lepara, and a Steve Cook own goal, powering Huddersfield home as they are now just one point outside the relegation zone. That bottom bottom half of the table is ridiculously close. Well, what, what, are, what are the points? Like I think it, there's t- 10 points between 10th and 18th. Far so it's really nothing. Um, and Pritchard, huge in this one, grabbing the goal and an assist, winning the penalty. Mm. You know, and seems to be fitting right into the club. Bournemouth, meanwhile, sitting 10th, but certainly disappointing from their side, considering, you know, they just beat Chelsea and they've been doing fairly well. Considering it's an away game, mm. don't be too hard on yourself, but 4-1, yep. that's probably, the, way, that's probably the, the area you should look at. Yeah, I think... Yeah, it depends on how... You see, people just think about the score at the end of the game. But if it's a 4-1 and it was like a 2-1 the whole game and you had to go for it, then it became 4-1. Yeah. It's not so bad. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit up and down, but I'm pretty sure how to. As long as they stay up, someone like them stay up. Yeah, mission achieved. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been their like goal. Mm. Each before the season starts, what's what's your goal for the season? Mm. Avoid some, relegation. Some teams will win win the league. Yeah. Top five, top six, top ten. Mm. Got that FIFA manager mode going. There you go. Yeah, it was a fairly even game. Fifty, I mean, fifty-one forty-nine possession. Um, Huddersfield fifteen shots, uh, only four on target. Uh, Bournemouth seven shots, two on target. Um, I think it's just the Moy effect. Yeah, it was just you know seventy-three percent passing accuracy to seventy. I think it's the, the Wagner in the in the club. Yeah, it's definitely That's true. It's, it's Wagner. So, um, bit of a weird one, but yeah, you kind of. I mean, I was kind of expecting a bit more competition from Bournemouth in this one, but they've just been so up and down. They hit a good patch and then, yeah, followed up with a game it's like this. Much like Huddersfield, actually. Yeah, hit a good it's patch. The and a bad patch. The they're, both, they're both two inconsistent teams. Hmm. Don't know where you're just at different times. Chelsea yeah. one week, lose to Huddersfield the next week. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. Can't oh, it. Yeah. Well, speaking of inconsistent, West Ham to Watford nil, a back and forth affair, which saw uh, West Ham maintain just 36% possession, uh, d- but somehow c- still coming away with all three points. Marko Anatovic making his return to the side, grabbing a goal, but it could have easily been more. He had so many chances mm. to actually score in this one, and um, had a. It wasn't quite a one-on-one with the keeper, so it was a, a free kick into the box, headed across to him, wide open goal. One, this was one-on-one, and fortunately, the Watford keeper diving the same way, he kicked it. And went straight into his um his bread basket as the as the rugby league commentators will put <laughs> on the bread basket. But um yeah, Anatovich now blonde. What do we make of his hair? Get back to your own hair color. I please. Just, you know we we talk about Salah and his hair, but this one just I do not. Salah just needs a haircut. I didn't see his. I didn't see the haircut. He's gone for the ho- full Lewandowski basically. Oh, the green, like where the whole blonde. the whole head is like, like yeah, like platinum blonde almost. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, not a fan of that. Yeah. Not totally fair. But anyway, outside the goal, a um, a good win for the Hammers. Now sitting 12th, but level on points with Watford, who are in 11th, only just ahead on goal difference. But both sides trying to salvage rather disappointing seasons. You know, mm. I think I would say both sides are safe from relegation. But, you know, you got to look back at this year, even just from a fan's perspective and be like, you know, we should have done a lot better. I mean, they did make some good purchases, both teams. Mm-hmm. But then again, I feel this position in them fits them. Yeah, middle of the table pack just disappearing to the crowd. Yeah, 
I can't see them coming close top four. Yeah. Any one of them. What does it take for, I mean, West Ham, many Watford, probably to a lesser degree, but what will it take, you know, in terms of signings, mentality, new coach maybe, um, to recapture where, because it wasn't like we said at the beginning of the season. They were, what, fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah. um, you know, for consistently across two, three seasons. What, you know, what does it take to get back to there for them? I'd say get some Arab shake yep. to purchase your team. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot of money. Flood some money in there mm-hmm. and purchase some good names. Yeah. Players that work well with each other. Mm-hmm. Qualify for Champions League. Approach Maybe some other Europa players. League, to be honest. Yeah. Like, get them. some more players into the team. Yeah. Then Champions League. Get better players into the team. Yeah. Before you know it, you're one of the top two teams you in the league. There. Yeah, I think it's a long way off for West Ham. You know, they got the new stadium, um, which is, you know, obviously... Oh, baby positive. steps, baby steps. Yeah. yeah. So, with the bubbles, is it? Called, is it? The London Stadium. So, uh, yeah, they, still have, they still have the bubbles, which is good. Yeah, as long as they've got the what? bubbles, that's all They have bubbles after they score. Yeah. <laughs> and during their entrance, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wags is not a fan of some English traditions. But anyway, mm. uh, Stoke won, Brighton won. A lovely goal uh, from Jose Iscrieto, uh, the opener for Brighton before Jordan Shakiri, uh, the shortest player on the field, grabbing an equaliser with a lovely long-range strike. But cometh the hour, cometh the man, a 90th-minute penalty by Stoke, saved by the Australian David De Gea, a.k.a. Matt Ryan. Uh, Lewis, Australian <laughs> Lewis Dunk with a fantastic ah. follow-up tackle. And just what a finish to this game. I mean, Matt Ryan. Actually, this need, is where... Need we say more? Yeah. This is where Charlie Adam, where Jesse Rodriguez won a penalty. Yeah, and he was mad. Yeah, and then he Charlie, wanted he wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, Charlie Adam is the standard yeah, penalty sign. taker and very good one at that. Mm-hmm. He goes up, he says no, he takes it and he just kicks. Oh, yeah. can you imagine in the, the dressing room? Imagine Hester just going up Hester's to him. Decent. Yeah. See, the thing is, I don't know if Rod- I don't know if Rodriguez actually understood anything that Charlie Adams said, and even the other way around. Like they're probably both speaking perfect English. Oh, you put one guy. Basically that. Yeah. yeah see, other after the match in the dressing room. Exactly. You know, I don't think Hesse has learned English properly yet. Yeah. And I don't think Charlie Adams even knows his own English. Yeah. So an English guy trying to speak English and a Spanish guy trying to speak English. Whoa, what a combo that would have been. So, I mean, it sounds like a joke. Actually, you know, yeah. a Scottish guy and a Spaniard walk into a bar. Yeah. So just ridiculous. But anyway, Brighton um, under siege at the end. You know, few saves off the goal line. Lewis Dunk, like I said, with a great tackle. But they now sit two points outside the relegation zone. But a, a win coming up in the next few weeks could propel them up to 10th on the table. So, um, you know, it could could go either way for them another loss they could be back down mm. another win they go further back up but uh, <laughs> on to the final game of the round Swansea won Burnley nil the Swans continuing to find ways to win Carlos, Carlos Carvajal's men uh, grabbing their third victory in four games now unbeaten in five while Burnley continue to slide uh, sitting just in seventh spot uh, behind Arsenal but still remaining in the top eight at least mm. uh, they have now just uh, 11 games without a win having just picked up five points from pot- potential 30 in the Premier League Dan you did say earlier in the season you were expecting this slump but yeah. is this as bad as you expected no not at all no. i could see them getting away with a couple of wins here and there mm-hmm. oh wow we're fourth what the hell yeah before you know it the real burnley comes out to play mm-hmm. squad depth is, is one of the problems yeah quality of players is another problem mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's it's inevitable being being of being a team like that to, yeah. to so like if this. you do so well and then go bad they're still going to end up better than what they expected. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you pretty much fought, came first for the first half of the season, lost all your games. You can finish mid-table, whereas yeah. winner here and there, draw here and there, we became just out of relegation. Yeah. Zone. So, I mean... It's still better. Do you feel like those players, well, the Burnley players have that mentality? They're like, you know what? We weren't meant to be this high anyway. Like, who cares about the rest of the season? It's going to be su- successful. I can kind of having a laugh at the start. Like, oh, look at us, look at us. Yeah. Burnley out of nowhere with this one. Hmm. I'd say they're just enjoying the ride, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a small club, mm-hmm. but... 
players that they have. Lennon coming in would have been good. Yeah, helps them out. Again, I'm mm. not. I'm not surprised with yeah. this. With this, two million pounds as well. Like we said, yeah. cheap deal. So really, yeah, he was cheap. Although it was initially undisclosed, but after some thorough research by yours truly, uncovered um, that he was yeah two million pounds. <laughs> depths signing. of the internet. Yeah, but I mean that, that's an expensive you know transfer they- for them. Mm. Is it? Yeah. I mean, for a very small club. I mean, their stadium's tiny. You know, they've, they've, they've always been finishing mid to bottom table. So yeah. they're not getting that, you know, chronologically from top to bottom, you get, you know, it gets broken down financially. Mm. So you finish mm. high, you get more money. The lower you are, less money. And they would have reimbursed them that mostly into their youth academy in order for them to sustain uh, where they are. It's but hard being a small club I know like Lennon, that. He came from a mental illness recently. Yeah, yeah. Really? That's, yeah. yeah, anxiety, That's probably depression. Why. He's probably, they're probably like, he's trying to get his back on his feet. Yeah. Well, it'd be good, you know, yeah. go to, go to Burnley. Like a good club, start mm. off well, rather yeah. than chuck him in the limelight again. Yeah, small True. club, let him recuperate. Less pressure on him as well here. It's just like, mate, just have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Just kind of, you know, as cliche as it is, re- rediscover your passion for football. Yeah, exactly. Um, but speaking of passion, it's City still running away with the title and now just need to win six of their last 11 games. Match day 32 is against Everton, but if they do stumble here and there, match day 33, Manchester Derby, Etihad Stadium, could be where they I take, out, see this, yeah. take out the Should everything title. go to plan that could be where they win the or league. if they win all five everything up until Manchester Derby if they win so that Man- Manchester Derby is the sixth game mm-hmm. yeah N- yeah I think so, yeah. So if they win everything up until that, I'm not sure exactly how many games, then that's the game that they will win. Should they win, yep. the league is theirs, regardless of how many games left. Oh, imagine that. It'll I would be cr- love, <laughs> It'd love be such to a great see thing. that. So they'd have to beat United at, at the head heads. Imagine them celebrating there. Yeah. The, Fergie in the, the trophy wouldn't be handed to them then, wouldn't it? It'd be handed at the end no, of the season. They, end of the season. They, do, they still do a little... They'll celebrate, but yeah, yeah they, they do end a little of the season. Thing is, yeah. Yeah. Which I think, I don't know, that, it's just so underwhelming. Like, you know you secure the title, you know, they're probably going to have streamers coming down. It's like, oh, there's no title, no trophy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the last game of the season, I can't remember who they're playing, but it's probably going to be like Everton or someone. And, you know, they're going to pump them like 6-0. Honestly, like, just rock up drunk. Yeah. I'll have a laugh with it. Oh, we're going to go four players on the side. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. No, play Yaya Toure, goalkeeper. <laughs> so like, Pep goes on. Guardiola. I'm ready, boys. Yeah. Madison, striker. Yeah. Probably score a few goals. No, nah, they're going to play such a young He's team. one of the best ball playing yeah. uh, keepers he could play in the like world. CDMs, probably could play, yeah. He's, he's, he's really good. I think, yeah, Pep said he, he could find a grain of rice with a long ball. Before we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly, we'd like to just quickly touch on uh, the UEFA Champions League that was on today. So with it being Valentine's Day, we only had only had the first two games, the first of which was Juventus 2, Spurs 2, Higuain getting an early double inside nine minutes. Dan, thoughts? Higuain's first goal was <clears throat> just pure class. Mm-hmm. Caught the ball over the shoulder, not even facing the goal almost, turned to shoot on f- full volley. Yeah. That was a beautiful goal. I've got no- nothing else to say yeah, about that. Just two. Definitely. Flawless. Setting the tone early in the two-minute mark shows, as well. Shows his class as well. Higuain mm-hmm. is, he's known Pure for knowing that. Shows. Only yeah. shows. Positioning and finishing, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Physically. Like it's like one of the best, if not the best in the world, at those two attributes. Physic- physically, he's not that good. No. No pace. He's just basically, a, he's, he's big, so he's heavy. He's got mm. weight. He's chubby. So, yeah. He just <laughs> finds a spot. He can just find that gap and mm. just... He'll know, okay, I'm going to sit here because the ball's going to fall right that goal. He knows yeah, where it's going to be. It's intelligent. Yeah. Um, speaking of positioning, pace, intelligence, and a little bit of chubbiness, Harry Kane and 35th minute uh, grabbing <laughs> one back for Spurs. Um, Kane having, I mean, coming off uh, a good game against Arsenal, you know, in this one, did he kind of live up to or continue his form or what happened? I think he's slowly getting into like that Champions League like caliber now. It's like, yeah. what, Champions League striker. Mm-hmm. He did miss a sitter, to yeah. be fair. Like, missed a sitter in the derby as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's known for doing that. The thing is, though, if you have three chances and you get one, it's all you need. Really. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's, he's that kind of striker. He's where a, you have you, a lot. Lukaku. You can't give him two chances. Lukaku is the same. Honestly, if you give so Kane, he's a, bit, he's a bit more clinical though. I'll give yeah. him. With yeah. his feet, he's more clinical. I'm surprised <laughs> how well he does with both feet. Usually, tall people have a dominant foot because yeah. the coordination is harder when you're taller. Yeah, low center or oh, higher center. Yeah, higher center. He's mm. so good with his left foot. It's, mm. like, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, world class Arsenal fan when he was younger. Believe it or not, he was. He was, so, yeah. was chubby as well. Yeah, Higuain. Yeah, still chubby. Uh, Higuain, 47th minute, missing a penalty. A uh, little bit, you know, could have kind of crucial in this one because in the 71st minute, it's weird as well because he went goal. down the center. Mm. That's twice now I've seen keepers not move for the penalty. Yeah, which they've been playing weird. FIFA, or at least taking my advice in FIFA. <laughs> no, they've been they've been watching the, the, the eyes of the penalty takers. That mm. no, was good. It's good. Oh, we'll see what happens. Just sign me up as your goalkeeping coach. <laughs> Put him on, boys. Yeah. Uh, so the other game also Manchester City four Basel nil. Uh, a crucial away win for City Basel. in this one. Just absolute. <laughs> what do you want me here? Basel. 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 <laughs> we ain't making dinner here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the time. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, Manchester City for uh, assortment of uh, toppings, nil. A, I mean, a dominant performance from City. Didn't expect lethal. anything less from lethal. them. And just, you know, a crucial, a, a key win for them. Just back to Spurs quickly. Two away goals is going to be huge for them I was moving say, forward. Yeah, the 2-2 two, two in Juventus' home ground, that's mm-hmm. vital for them. Yeah. Because you even have to travel to England and fight in, I think it's Wembley. Obviously yeah. their new Arsenal's home ground. Arsenal's home ground. Yeah. I mean, then again, it's Juve. Juve can pull it off. Yeah. But two away goals is very, very crucial for, for yeah. Spurs. I feel like if anyone's going to do it, Juve. I mean, could Mandzukic overhead kick Higuain? I mean, he scored two goals in 10 minutes in this game, so... Knowing, knowing Juve, they could pull off a 3-0 win. Because mm-hmm. they got they got the caliber of the players. Dybala, Higuain, yeah. Pjanic, just freaks. Mm-hmm. So, I'll... I'll opting you to come back again yeah. well we are recording this on Valentine's Day Australia time so we the games coming up Porto v Liverpool Real Madrid versus PSG have not been played yet but uh, in the spirit of this podcast coming out after the fact we are going to lay down and just pretend that these games are played so what a fantastic match between Porto and Liverpool Mohamed Salah like what else does he need to do Salah is Salah Wags you got to prepare for the unexpected when 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 you see Salah. He's just going to pull something out of the bag that not yeah. many players can do. He has that Messi-esque <clears throat> style to him, yeah. which is just what you want as a player. Yeah, Especially def- for Liverpool, I'm a good fan of his. Mm, definitely right up yeah. there. But um, I, I doubt it that any keeper is feeling safe when, when Salah... Mm. They see Salah running pitch. at them. His pace, his dribbling, his shot, mm. his, his technique. Yeah, right. you'd be scared. Absolutely. Getting that away win uh, for Liverpool, huge. I mean, going back to Anfield as well. You know, Porto, I don't think they'll put up much of a fight, but a fantastic result for them. Uh, so the other game as well, Real Madrid versus... Great win by Porto at Anfield. The comeback was awesome. Dude, since yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just do the rest of the Champions League. And Real Madrid, la, la tre decima. Yeah. <laughs> tre decima, 310. Oh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen in probably the most unpredictable Champions League. So Real Madrid against PSG, the other big game in this one, uh, at the Santiago Bernabeu. I mean... Could not, did not know how this one was going to play out. I was just completely surprised with the result in the end. I'm glad PSG won. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that one. Neymar, I mean, you know, the the Salah of PSG. Yeah, it was really good seeing um, Ronaldo get his first triple hat trick mm-hmm. of his career. Yeah, nine goals in one game, man. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Neymar with two broken legs in one game. How does it even happen? How do you break one leg? And he kept playing. Get subbed off. Get subbed back on. Yeah. which is also <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't Junior. Make his debut as well? Yeah. Cristiano's son? And yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Pep um, Guardiola was Made, uh, <laughs> made his return. <laughs> made his return, yeah. I'm just picturing Guardiola. 
the stadium goes black. Undertaker's music hits. He just walks out. A piece in the middle of the field. Ronaldo turns around. Oh my god! Just trick slams him in there. Rick Flair comes on. Does the chops? Nah, Ronaldo is the new Rick Flair. Woo! See. We need to start a wrestling podcast as soon as possible. Oh, that'd be sick. I'm oh, down for that. Well, that's our champion so, yeah, anyway. wrap up for this week. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. All right, well, that's our Champions League slash WWE wrap up for this week. So we will move on to somewhat serious ground where the good, the bad, and the ugly Spurs are the good. Coming out of a very tough run of games with, what, seven points out of nine? I mean, I thought they would lose the Liverpool fixture. Mm-hmm. I mean, then again, I didn't see them performing that well against United. Yeah. But United, Liverpool, Arsenal, they got, what was it, two wins and a draw. Yeah. That, that's that's pretty good. Almost perfect for yeah. them. Oh, well, the bad United losing to Newcastle. I mean, a game like this, you sub off Pogba. Um, you know, not much else left to be said after we covered it earlier. But, you know, United need, these are the games you need to, like, at least, at least draw. You know, St. James's Park, like, you got to go there and get a result. But yeah, honestly, well, I think we're chatting about this a few pods a few pods ago. They mm. have to start winning these little games yep. in order to start competing. Obviously, first spot's done. Fight for that second spot. Yeah. And then again, th- this is like a habit for them. Mm-hmm. Next season, first spot is up for grabs. This keeps happening. Yeah. Mate, I don't it see them titles. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the ugly for this week. So it's it's been a, a rather depressing week of football. So just on a, on a serious note, uh, Ryan Mason, who sh- fractured his skull against Chelsea in January 2017, uh, had to retire from football so you know ex-Spurs midfielder now playing at Hull City because of the fracture because of the fracture yeah Yeah. the doctor said you know you you can't recover from this Um, a a refracture will be just yeah and obviously you know your health comes before and you know he'll end up with a media job somewhere doing you know analysis or something Mm. and um, you know you wish him all the best even as an Arsenal fan you know rivalry gets put on the back seat when you know someone's career is in jeopardy he was a young player as well he was definitely one of the future players yeah so definitely you know disappointing you know had a it wasn't a world beater you know you don't want to sugarcoat it by any means but you know when someone's career at such a young age comes yeah. to an end then anyone's career that comes comes short at such a young age it's, yeah, it's bad yeah just disappointing but um, and also definitely a special mention out to Liam Miller former Manchester United Celtic A-League player um, passing away with cancer at the age of 36 which is just I'm, I'm watching A-League as well I was like yeah it was obviously like the A-League itself in its own league he was one of the one of the top players yep. so it's sad to see him, see him there yeah so definitely just I mean disappointing it's hard, hard to comprehend you know losing someone especially a footballer you know good to see at least on Instagram social media people reaching out to his family and posting photos of him and even Rio Ferdinand who there's you know, a big reaction yeah yeah so I think he know, was part of that that United team where they were just destroying the league yeah so really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was part... I mean, you know, reserve, not reserves, but on the bench, you know, still there. Around, yeah. All mm. that sort of thing, but, you know, still He was training around. with, like, the Beckhams, the Ferdinands of that team, so... Yeah, so... I mean, really sad um, to see him go, but... So young as well. Yeah, cancer's... Um, cancer's a bitch, to put it um, bluntly. And But, you know, that'll wrap up the pod for this week. Thank you everyone for listening. Not to end it on a too depressing of a note, but um, don't uh, don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe. You know, it always helps with our uh, rankings on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, don't forget, you can also check us out on Spotify too. Just search for Sports Weekly with Seb and you can find us there. Uh, you can always hit me up on Twitter if you are single and need a date and just some chocolates. Hit me Valentine's up. Day. <laughs> Slam uh, those DMs, girls. Uh, any questions or comments or criticisms of the show, don't forget that's Seb underscore queen you can find Dan on Instagram at Dan Rostevsky and Oliver on Instagram too yeah, Oli Alex Wagner and so on that note that wraps up the show so if, you, if you're ever having a bad week at least you're not Alexis Sanchez